Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. I'm your host Sheridan and I'm stoked to have you here again today to listen to this episode and it should be a good one because it'll be nice to just chat about a client case study. So something that I haven't really done before but I think it's important for you guys to remember that there are so many other women going through a lot of the things that you're struggling with and I just want to pull that apart a little bit today. Um, So today's episode, we're covering the Dutch hormone testing, a bit about fatigue, low libido, imbalanced hormones. So, so many topics that I know a lot of you do relate to. And when it comes to supporting energy balance, happy hormones, weight loss, those kinds of things, I really like to take a holistic approach and support women through not only your lifestyle, but nutrition and herbal formulas as well. And one of my favorite herbal blends for women is Estro Switch. So it is quite a nice blend of different vitamins, minerals, and amino acids that support a healthy hormone profile. So some of the reasons I love it is because it covers some of the ingredients I'll chat about today and I've chatted about in previous podcasts. So things like your broccoli, your sulfurophane, so stuff that's going to support high estrogen, but also those important minerals and nutrients like turmeric, zinc, selenium, and vitamin C. So we know when we combine correct supplementation with good protein, fiber, and carbs in our diet and do stress reduction, we see big changes in your periods, bloating, and fatigue. So to learn more about Easter Switch, follow the link in the show notes or head to switchnutrition.com.au and use the code SHARES at the checkout. Now, let's get into today's episode. So today I'm chatting to a client of mine, Robin. So thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today. You're welcome. (laughs) It's nice to chat uh, informally with you rather than to be in that real life. What are we doing? Okay, what's next? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But you have had quite the health journey. So Where do you think it started when you got your periods, before kids, after kids? Um, So the start, I guess, uh, already when I just started with my periods, they were always quite heavy and painful already in my teenage years. Um, Back then, I saw the doctor for it and they would just prescribe painkillers. And then I suppose when I got older, eventually they put me on the pill. Um, So this really helped my symptoms. Um, So, yeah, I kept doing that for a while. Um, But then after I had kids, so probably my third child in 2016, I started to suffer from other symptoms um, like digestive issues, fatigue and headaches. Yeah. Um, And then I sort of decided, well, I really wanted to get off the pill and um, try to get to the root cause of my symptoms and problems. Yeah. So... What, with your periods, was the biggest stuff pain or being heavy? 
or both? Um, probably both. Yeah. Yeah. And you also struggled with some spotting between periods. Were your periods regular? Uh, not, not really. No, a bit, not super irregular, but I wouldn't say that was smack on time. Um, but yeah, just the, the, the real, um, cramping pains and the heaviness was, yeah, it was really affecting my life sort of thing. Yeah. So how long did you go on the birth control, birth control pill for? Uh, overall, it would have been about 10 years. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. Off, well, off and on sort of, I guess. Like, um, yeah, because when I had my kids, then I would go off. And then while you're breastfeeding, you don't really need it as much because yeah. um, then you don't have your periods. So I'd go like a whole year without the periods while I'm breastfeeding. Did it um, impact your ability to have kids? Um, I'm not sure if I would say the pill impacted. It took me probably around a year to conceive first. Yeah. Um, and then with our second child, it was fairly quick. Yeah. And then, yeah, with our third, yeah, it, it wasn't extremely long, like say six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not like you were trying for three or four years and you couldn't fall pregnant in a sense. No. No, no. So coming off the pill, like I suppose you didn't really get regular periods back because you kind of came off it and then you fell pregnant in a sense, and then you'd have the kid and then you'd go back on it if you needed to. So when you came off it completely did your periods go back to the heavy painfulness that they were prior to going on the pill? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even um, once I'd had my third child and I, um, so I went off it, then they would almost come every three weeks. So, mm. And then I was having almost a week of bleeding. So basically you're only two weeks without menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. It was terrible. That is awful because I think about like when mine's short now and it's like I'm sort of like a 23-day kind of person, 23, 24, and I feel like that comes around fast enough, but they're shortish, like they're only three, four days long, but to be bleeding for seven days and then know that's coming in like two weeks again, that's awful. Yeah, and then I sort of realised then, okay, I I can't do it on my own, like just, you know, just quit by myself. I have to like figure out what's going on and yeah, I needed some help with it. So yeah, that's kind of why I ended up seeing, um, I saw a naturopath previously. And then, um, so I did that for a little while. And then that definitely helped. And then in the end, that's when I came and saw you. So with like, because you had the period stuff going on, but then you also had digestive complaints as well. Did they start after getting off the pill? Or was that from a different trigger? Or that's been going for years? No, that would probably have been around after I had my third child. So so he was in 2016. Um, yeah, so after that, I think then I started to notice some digestive issues. Um, I think a lot of that may have been stress as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So before that, I was it wasn't a, a big deal. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I do see that in a lot of women now as they come, I mean, there's obviously a lot of young women who have digestive complaints, but women who sort of coming into their thirties, I'm starting to see like this sort of kick on of um, gut symptoms as well. And sometimes there's not an obvious thing. Like sometimes it's like, yes, I had gastro and things never got better, but sometimes with you, it's like this slow kind of like, it might be stress. It might be different things coming on because for you, you sort of had that bloating, you had the periods, you had the fatigue, but the, the, I guess the biggest thing that stood out for me with you was that you were a very health conscious person. And when we chatted about dietary things, like you implemented liver, you implemented bone broth, you implemented the adrenal cocktail, you implemented the gummies, like you were like, yep, okay, sweet. I'm doing this. I'm doing this properly. So from that dietary point of view you did so many big shifts and changes plus you were tracking macros you were eating enough protein you know like you're doing all those things but you're still having some of those hormonal complaints as well which was so frustrating for someone like you who is so health conscious as well yeah yeah and even before I started seeing you I mean yeah I was exercising I didn't eat unhealthily I mean, so a lot of the foods that I eat, that I used to eat, I think, okay, so I probably didn't need to eat those and I could change my diet a bit, but it's not been a really big drastic change from what I was doing. So then I guess in that way, you sort of get a bit frustrated because you're not, you're not doing things terribly. Why, yeah, Yeah. why are you feeling so crap? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think some of the biggest things with you is like nervous system stuff. Like you said, like we forget how much stress played a role. So for you, it's kind of going, okay, can we address that nervous system? And then you had such a low hormone type picture. So that higher estrogen, but some like low progesterone, low testosterone and things, which comes from that long-term stress. But then if you think about it, there's, you know, lifestyle stresses, family stresses, but also stress of being a mum and having had a couple kids as well and the impact that takes on your body. So even though you may be more of a stressor type person, there's definitely all these external factors that will at play there as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other thing we when we ran that stool testing, we were like, okay, well, on top of this, you had some parasites, you had some inflammatory bacteria, you had low good gut flora on top of like if you're thinking, well, if your body's fighting all those things, as well as like you're basically in adrenal fatigue in a sense. And when we see adrenal fatigue paired with low progesterone, that's when we're going, okay, well, this is why you're spotting and this is why those periods were coming so regularly because we're like, well, progesterone is what's supposed to push that period out in a sense and hold that bleed in. So I think it was such a big change for your body going through that hormonal shift. Um, But then I guess not only addressing the dietary stuff, we also looked at implementing some herbs and things which made obviously made a big difference to your periods as well. Yeah, so now, yeah, now that I've gone off the pill and I've um, changed my diet and had those herbs and that, uh, so it's been about a year now that I haven't been on the pill. And, yeah, my my periods, I wouldn't say they're smack on regular, but they're pretty much a 25-day cycle now. Um, I'm getting like a three- or four-day bleed, not heavy. It's not not painful really. There's like one day of moderate pain but it's totally 
normal like it feels like it's a totally doable <laughs> way now <laughs> so it's just incredible like the change yeah so, and it yeah. takes I think that's a thing as well like it takes so much time like hormones are so sensitive that like if for example you would have a hugely stressful month like if something big happened and your stress went through the roof like I would definitely say your periods could shift back to what they were for sure but when you have like a those foundations in place like the dietary stuff which you had the exercise which you have but now that you sort of got that adrenal like herbal support that makes a big difference to that progesterone as well but it's like I think we forget how sensitive our bodies are too you know like that stress interplay impacts your period so quickly but on the same token it's not the only thing like if you'd just gotten on top of your stress I still wouldn't say hand on heart that your periods would be dramatically changed as they are now to what they were yeah, there's definitely a, a whole lot of things working together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and when I first came to see, like, if you said, are you stressed? I would have said, no, I'm not stressed. Like, I don't feel stressed. But, yeah. it's yeah, it's what's happening in your body that you don't even realise. Um, yeah, and then so now, I mean, I do, there are a lot of things that I'm working on and it does take a bit of effort. But if I think about where I was a year ago, mm. yeah, it's definitely been worth it. And it's just minor little things that you notice you don't suffer from anymore if you, you actually have to think about it because I, I wouldn't say, oh, I'm feeling amazingly energetic and so much healthier. But if I think about the things that I was suffering from a year ago, almost most of those things I don't get anymore. And that's just really nice. if you just keep that in mind then all the little extra things that you are putting in place in your routine it makes it worthwhile yeah yeah 100 percent. I totally resonate with that and I think about that with gut stuff all the time like I don't think my gut's perfect I don't ever think it will be because I have 10 years of like shit behind it but when I think about where I was to where I am now it's like you just got to think back to how bad it was or I chat to clients who have that sort of constant bloating and stuff and you're like oh yeah actually I don't have that anymore sure like once a fortnight or once a month they get a sore stomach because they eat some gluten and they get bloated and get sore and get a bit constipating get really frustrated but when I think about clients who a you know are having that on a daily basis and I go oh yeah that used to be me and that's awful and you know same with your periods or maybe the lower energy or the lower fatigue or a bit of IBS stuff you go oh actually I'm not having that as regularly now and I think another thing was that you started tracking as well so we chat about some some of kitty bloomfield stuff and implementing the high protein and i feel like not only have your periods changed so much but you've learned so much and that's more on you than on me in a sense but you really were like oh like learning about protein and learning about macros and learning about those sides of things as well i think like i mean i've learned a lot in the last couple of years about it all but i do think you really grabbed that and went oh actually there there is so much here that i can implement as well yeah there's so much to learn out there now like yeah with your <laughs> suggestions to follow people on instagram i've yeah done done a fair bit of research and especially with my exercise you know i was i was running before i saw you and i really enjoyed running i felt actually that it was a really good stress release for me and yeah I 
I'd do that first thing in the morning. I'd bang it out. You know, I, sometimes I'd do a good 10 ray, 10K run. Yeah. And But I did notice that, you know, after a while, I was getting headaches later on in the day. I think I was just pushing myself too hard. Um, even though I enjoyed it, then studying, you know, what um, a lot of these people say about exercise now, I was like, no, you know, lifting is obviously going to be more beneficial. And so then I changed my exercise routines a little bit to suit that also. And, yeah, like I rarely get headaches anymore. Yeah, um, yeah I'm quite enjoying exercising differently now as well. Um, yeah, no, that's been really interesting learning all the little details yeah. and also about the macros. Like I thought that I didn't eat, I thought I ate quite healthy and I suppose a lot of the healthy foods are actually really high in fat mm-hmm. and that was a really big eye-opener for me when I started tracking how much my fat intake was. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, having to adjust that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think like like you're so common to so many of the women, also similar, sorry, to so many of the women I see, and they say exactly the same thing. And I would like I said the same when I started tracking. I was like, what the heck? Like I'm barely like I'm not actually eating that many carbs. And in my head, I was like, I eat too many carbs and like I, you know, don't eat enough fat or whatever. And then you start tracking you like oh, all my protein contains a lot of fat. Like this is really interesting. And, you know, like often we're not actually eating as much as what we think we are because we're eating so much fat. It stops our calories from actually going that high. Like so many women are like, I'm, oh, like I eat way too much food or whatever. And then they track it and they're like, oh, I'm eating like 1800 calories, but I'm eating like 150 grams of fat or something, you know, like it's just, it's really interesting. And then we tie that back to your periods and you think about that as well. You go, well, progesterone loves carbohydrates. Yes, it needs fats. But when we look at some of the research done by Libby or Kitty or those women as well, and they're kind of going, well, up to that 70 grams of fat, you're kind of getting a lot of your essential minerals and vitamins and nutrients and things anyway. So even though on weekends, if you like, for me, I don't track on weekends. I don't really care what I eat macro wise, but during the week, I'm like, okay, try and keep that fat sort of in that 60 to 70 gram range, because it does then impact how many carbohydrates you eat because you'll, you'll full, feel full on all those fats and then you won't eat as many carbs. And I think that's kind of, like you said, so important to sort of go, oh, and just have that awareness and not that you then have to track religiously every single day but you have an idea like now you could look at a meal and you could ballpark tell me what's in it or you know if you think back to what you ate yesterday and even if you hadn't tracked you could probably go oh I think I over ate in this and under ate in that like you have a very good awareness now as to meals when you look at them or what's going in them as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been really interesting, especially uh, tracking the fat and also carbs uh, and protein of each thing. Like, yeah, you know, like now I know an egg, I know I know the macros of an yeah. egg. So, you know, <laughs> like, alrighty, if I need something, you know, if I need a certain amount of protein and I know yeah. half of the eggs, you know, there's, there's fat, there's protein. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, carbs, if you want extra carbs, just go eat some fruit. Like yeah. I eat so much fruit now and yeah, yeah we, we have so much fruit in our garden at the moment. So it's been amazing. 
um yeah we're all eating tons of passion fruit and watermelon yes yes yum the passion fruit are amazing this time of year oh that's so good and yeah sometimes you know like some of those health people they're like oh don't eat too much fruit because it's you know full of sugar but now I'm like no it doesn't matter it's you know fruit is great so I just eat loads of fruit so, yeah yeah oh, and it's awesome and because you know as well how much you need those carbs but also you know that you're building muscle and to build muscle you need carbohydrates as well not just protein like everyone thinks too so you kind of go well I'm training I'm active I'm thinking I'm supporting a menstrual cycle therefore I need these extra carbs and I think like the I guess the big like takeaway point for people here is one it took time like it was not a three or even six month fix that we've been working together for flip probably close to two years now like a good year and a half so it took time you went through some hard protocols of gut stuff and intense hormone stuff where you were taking a lot of supplements for a time period there so for those sort of listening she was taking stuff to support low testosterone um, adrenal fatigue low progesterone um, some support for estrogen and some support for DHEA as well plus did gut things as well so there was quite a lot of different supplements there at certain times to make sure we were balancing all these different things and they are protocols and they do have a time frame on them but when you're in the midst of that it still feels like a lot so that on top of your dietary things as well plus you know staying on top of exercise plus being a mum, plus being a wife plus you know planning organizing things it's it's a lot of work to go through this stuff but as you know you attest to your results really show how much work you put in and when you come out of the other side of that like now you're kind of like okay we're on maintenance levels of things and we're tweaking things still and you'll continue to tweak for probably another six months like most people I'm like give yourself two years if you've had these issues for 10 plus years give yourself around two years at least to try and fix this stuff um but also knowing that you know you're not on those supplements forever but if your diet isn't going to reflect that change like for those who aren't going to implement extra protein or look at their fats or look at their carbohydrates or things you're definitely going to be taking more supplements but also not seeing as big a change as well so it's it's a combination of stuff but I like I you know hats off to you you it was it was hard there and you were taking a lot of things you're like a little pill machine sometimes yeah but I think the the good thing about it is that, like you said, there was a t- time frame on it. And if you know it's something that you need to do for this, you know, a certain amount of time and once it's done, then hopefully you see the results and you can work like where I am now is maintenance. You know, I'm not taking a lot a lot of pills in the morning now. That's It's very minor. And, you know, I've, I've got a bit of a routine. And once you can get that routine happening and you're on your maintenance, it, it's just so much better if you know that there's that sort of end date to with that protocol then you can set your mind for the goal and then once you get to that maintenance point it's just a lot easier yeah. and I, I know that you know I'm probably not quite at the point where I'd like to be but I'm so close yeah. and it, it is a journey it is probably something that you'll continually do you know you just keep going it's not like there's an end date and I think that's a good thing to think of as well that it's just a process and a journey that you just keep 
keep going on. Yeah, 100%. Because like at the end of the day, our hormones are so sensitive and it'll fluctuate from every, like from month to month. And, you know, some people rely too much on their supplements thinking that or too much on their diet thinking that those things are really what's going to make the big difference. And even though they do, I still personally think our stress load from each month is is what will impact it for the following one or two months because I see that like I can take the same supplements for three months and still have shifts from a beautiful period to a shit period to a beautiful period without any change in my supplements or my diet particularly and I really think that's because that whole HPA access so from our brain to our ovaries is so wired in females and um Someone said this analogy to me the other day, like men are like tractors, you know, like they don't require a lot of tuning. They just like plod through, get it done. Women are like Formula One race cars, okay? Like the tiniest, the tiniest little thing will make the tiniest little difference. We need the highest quality fuel and energy and support and maintenance and everything because we're so fine-tuned to what's going around us. You know, like if all your kids got sick for a month and all had gastro, you know, like that puts an extra stress load on you. Is that going to impact your following period? Yeah, probably because your body's so like always trying to counteract these environmental triggers, which I think is so important to keep in mind as well. Yeah, no, that's a great example. (laughs) (laughs) Men are on like a daily bloody grind. Like they're fine. Like they don't have the same shit going on that we do. Like, and that's what makes us amazing. But that's also what makes us so sensitive to change as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good good example because, yeah, like, yeah, my husband, he's he doesn't have to worry about any what he eats or what he does. He's, you know, he just plods along at the same speed, doing the same thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, as, as for us women, you know, once we start getting that bit older as well, things change. Um, and that's also why I wanted to address my issues. Like I've just turned 40 this year and I sort of thought, you know, I really want to do this before I get too much older because, you know, that, you know, what's ahead of me, you know, perimenopause and menopause, I yeah. didn't want to be dealing with that as well as, you know, all that extra hormonal problems. <laughs> No, no, not at all. Well, yeah, you're setting yourself up into a good space for it. And then even headspace wise, you know, as we head into our 40s, like how important protein and muscle is and maintaining that metabolism and supporting that hormonal shift is. So I think you've really set the groundwork for that. Um, But thank you. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for you know, relating to other women out there who are probably going through the same stuff. And like I said, like hats off to you. You've really put the time in and the work in and the money in the last couple of years to really make those shifts and changes. And I think it's, you know, there's still tweaking to be done and there's still work to be done, but it's only uphill from here because you've you've set the foundation and then from there, things will just get better. Oh, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for being such an awesome mentor as well. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Thank you, Robin. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking. Mm